This is Feel Good Friday on Wove Inspiration. Let's go. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspiration's Feel Good Friday Music Edition. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today I am truly blessed to have this young man on my show today. His name is Christ Rebel. Christ Rebel was born in Brooklyn, New York, and is the youngest of three children. He was born a fighter, and if I tell you what... His testimony is going to blow your mind because if it wasn't for God, he would not be here. And that is no joke whatsoever. I promise you this guy's testimony is phenomenal. So I want you guys to sit back and relax and check out my interview with Christ Rebel on Wove Inspiration. It is on and popping with my special guest, Christ Rebel. Christ Rebel is out of Brooklyn, New York. This is the second dude that I'm able to uh, interview from Brooklyn. So it it must be something about New York and all of the talent <laughs> out there that uh, I, I that God has allowed me to interview all these people from New York. So I am thankful and blessed to have Christ Rebel on my show. How you doing today? Amen, amen. I'm blessed, sister. I'm, I'm alive one more day, so I got nothing, absolutely nothing to complain about. I'm humbled and honored to uh, to be able to participate on, on your broadcast and uh, to speak with my brothers and sisters in the kingdom, which is uh, also a, a huge privilege to me. And um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, but I am now residing in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. That's cool. That's still not too far away. That's like a, a tunnel. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I go to Brooklyn all the time. It's you know I can't seem to get away from it. So uh, yeah. you know I I love my my hometown and uh, it's where uh, God did so many amazing things to to start me off. So um, I, I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn is in the house, definitely. All right, all right. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and your family. Well, um, I'm a husband, father. I have uh, three beautiful children. Dennis is. Uh, 15, Timothy is 12, and uh, the princess of the house, Sophia, is five, um, <laughs> you know, and she's, uh, <laughs> she's five going on 21, um, uh, you know, she's, she's like that, uh, and God has blessed us, man, with the opportunity to be a gift to these children for his, his glory and his honor, and uh, uh, being able to raise them in, in the love of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and restoring us when, uh, you know, both of us have, had gone different experiences and didn't think that we was going to have this opportunity, you yeah. know, to, 
to not only uh, uh, experience the love of Christ in a marriage, but in a family and raise children together. So um, I'm grateful for that. There's there's too many people that are, uh, you know, wishing they had, mm-hmm. you know, what I have. So I'm not one to complain. I'm going to give thanks and glory to the Father for uh, gifting me, you know, uh, an amazing wife and three beautiful children. Amen. And, Amen. Uh, you know, I... Like I like you previously mentioned, um, I grew up in in Brooklyn, New York, and in Williamsburg, uh, mm-hmm. right off of the bridge, and uh, come from you know two hardworking Puerto Rican parents. Okay. And uh, you know they raised us in uh, the projects, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you heard probably previously in your Brooklyn interview. Oh um, yeah. You know, I was raised in the projects, <laughs> so uh, you know we we got there and it was culture shock for us. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we went through some crazy experiences, and and uh, my mom at the time didn't know the Lord, so you know, we we were kind of falling in love with the streets, with mm-hmm. the culture, the music, and uh, you know, shortly after we arrived, my mom gave her life to the Lord, hey, and okay. uh, started attending church, and you know, I went, but I never understood really what you know the whole thing was about. I didn't understand mm-hmm. what having a relationship with Christ was about. And, you know, after my mom started going, my, my older brother and sister gave their life to the Lord and they've been serving their life ever so serving the Lord ever since. Mm-hmm. But I, I had to be the rebellious one, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I went against everything in, in my teenage years. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't, I could never be one of those to say, Hey, I had horrible family, horrible parents. Yeah. I have, yeah the best parents in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I can say that. And, uh, you know, they definitely, it, it is uh, truth for the scripture says to, to raise your child in the things of the Lord and they will not depart. So they, they did that. And, uh, you know, I just was hard headed and stubborn. Yeah. And like I said, I fell in love with the streets and, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up, you know, almost becoming a statistic. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's my family in, in a quick nutshell um yeah. i don't want i can stay for hours talking about my family oh, no. god has blessed me <laughs> no oh, you don't no. have that time <laughs> awesome no 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 but see see what i was i was going over your um your bio um today and um I, it actually brought me to tears because I, I, <laughs> how many times did you die I'm serious. How long do you have? I, well, let's go. Let's do this. When <laughs> when I was in my mother's womb, uh, my mom started, I guess, premonition or the Holy Spirit, uh, letting her feel that there was something wrong. Yeah. So uh, she was telling my father that she wasn't she wasn't feeling me move in her stomach. Mm-hmm. She went to the hospital and uh, they told her that they weren't finding my heartbeat. That they were going to do an emergency C-section, but they weren't. They weren't guaranteeing that I was even alive. Wow! So um, they did the emergency C-section, and what they found was the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck, and I was blue. Oh wow! They were able to bring me back, and and you know, obviously, I was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, at the age of about two and a half, I got really sick. My mom took me to the doctor, and they said, "Oh, he's just going through growing pains," and uh you know, the changes of, of growing up and this, that, and the third. And I continued getting really sick, really sick. And finally, I became unresol- unresponsive. Wow. My mother uh, took me to the hospital and I fell in a coma. 
And while I was in the coma, I wasn't responsive to everything, anything at all. They mm-hmm. were saying that I, you know, I was pretty much dead. That's where they discovered that I was a type one diabetic. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, my family had to start learning how to give me the injections. And mm-hmm. I was always a tough little, tough little kid. So I would, <laughs> I had my father, my mother, my brother, my sister all holding one part of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, to try to give me the injections on whatever part they weren't holding, I was moving. <laughs> wow. So they weren't able to get me with the needle. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I grew up with, with that disease of type 1 diabetes, which, uh, you know, I always saw as a curse. But even when, when it says that God works all things for good, mm-hmm. there there is nothing true of them that because even in the midst of my having the disease, my mom seeking a cure seeking for god to do something went to the church yeah and that's where her life was forever changed and my brothers and my sisters and i uh, as well um and uh you know that was what twice and i had many different episodes where through low blood sugar reactions or or something of that sort i i got really sick mm-hmm. but um i i got to the point when i was in my 20s that uh due to a a lot of uh, different things, a uh, failed relationship, mm-hmm. uh, just at being at that point in my life that I no longer cared. Um, I decided that that was it for me. So mm-hmm. I, uh, okay. I went to sleep. I, I told myself, okay, I already know if I give myself a whole lot of insulin and I don't eat, my sugar is going to drop. Right. So if my sugar drops and I don't take care of it, I can have a, a hypoglycemic attack. And if nothing is done to bring it up, I can die. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to take the insulin. I'm going to take a huge amount, as much as the needle can hold and go to sleep. Wow. So that I won't wake up while this is happening. That what I definitely had was a, a death wish. And I um, mean, I did it. I did it and uh, went to sleep. Like I said to myself, no one knew I lived by myself. No one knew my uh, sister and her family were vacationing in Puerto Rico and my parents lived in Puerto Rico and my brother lived in his home in New Jersey. Okay. So I did that, uh, deciding that I no longer was going to, you know, uh, be alive on this earth. And there wasn't anything for me. Now, I was backslidden. I, I knew of the Lord. I knew of, of everything. But again, all I had experienced before that was religion mm-hmm. and, uh, and doctrine and, and uh, you know, the, the list of you can't or, or, or you can't do this, you can't do that. Right. So I went to sleep and uh, I somehow, by the grace and the mercy of God, woke up. Mm-hmm. a couple of hours later and I had a massive headache I have never experienced a headache like that so uh, I went out from my apartment and I went and I knocked on the first floor door whose um the, the apartment there was my sister's not remembering that she was on vacation in Puerto Rico right. now I went outside and, and the shock that I had gone through was so much that I had gone outside in my undergarments Oh now we're talking about Brooklyn, New York. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm there in underwear. <laughs> I'm knocking on the door and no one answers. The crazy mm-hmm. thing is that as this happened and I was in my underwear, I still had my cell phone on me. So when the cell phone addiction is real, it's real. Wait a minute. I call my niece. <laughs> <laughs> I call my niece and, uh, you know, I say, I told my niece, hey, Jay. Um, you know, where are you guys? I'm knocking on your door. And she starts laughing because I'm a clown. I'm always cracking jokes. Uh-huh. And I tell her, hey, I'm, I'm serious. Where are you guys? She said, you know, Uncle Alex, we're, we're in, a, in Puerto Rico in Grandma and Grandpa's house. I said, Grandma and Grandpa's house, Puerto Rico, says one. 
so what the the effect of what happened to me had had me messed up yeah so my sister's here in the conversation between my niece and I, and she grabs the phone and she asks me, are you okay? I said, I don't know. There's something wrong with me. I don't feel good. So she uh, tells me, go inside your apartment. I'm going to call an ambulance and I'm going to call, she called her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law got me dressed. The ambulance came and I walked into the ambulance. And as I went into the ambulance, I flatlined. Wow. I, my, my heart stopped um, and I died. I passed. And they used the, uh, the, the, the paddles that shock you. Yeah. And they were able to bring me back, but I did not come back conscious. I came back in a coma. So um, I'm in the hospital and uh, not responsive to anything. My sister cut her vacation short. My mom came from Puerto Rico and they're there praying. They are praying like they have never prayed before because the doctor goes to my mother and says, ma'am, we've done everything that we can do. Hmm. The best prognosis that we could give you is that if your son does wake up, he's going to be a vegetable. He's going to be brain dead. There is no brain activity in, in him. There is no movement. There's no response in him. So, you know, can you imagine I'm 20 something years old. Mm-hmm. My mom had just spoken to me the day before and she's hearing that her youngest son is going to be brain dead yeah. or dead or a vegetable. But my mom, the prayer warrior that she is, comes out and tells the doctor, doctor, thank you for everything that you've done, but I believe in a powerful God. See, that's and my mom is there. Yeah, she's an anointed woman, so she's there and she's praying for me. And you know, hours pass, and as those hours pass, she looks up and she sees me grab the the things that I had to breathe, the things to monitor my heart, yeah. to uh, IV everything that they had on me. I start pulling it out. I start pulling it out and all the doctors start running in and they're screaming, what is going on? What is going on? And they see me moving everything and they're in shock. Mm -hmm. This kid is supposed to be dead. This kid is supposed to be brain dead. This kid is not supposed to be doing any of that. And here I am, Mr. Tough Guy, take this all off of me. What am I doing here? They afterwards did every type of test on me and said there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. So I, uh, you know, went through that. And even then, I was stubborn against coming back to the Lord. Yeah, yeah and, I'm, and I, was, I was reading your Bible, and I'm like, okay, yeah. surely, <laughs> surely after all of this, that he would no. run, be like, man, okay, God, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm ready to get up. Let's go. <laughs> what do I need to do to get in I, your I I was so full of, of anger, of hatred, uh, of so many different things from, you know, uh, experiences that I had with uh, my father when I was younger. And my father's an incredible man. God has changed that man. And he's actually one of my best friends now, you know, from the man that I despise to the man that I love, you know, forget it. He's, he's, if I could be half the man that he is, I, I have accomplished a lot. Um, you know, for, for God to do that and, and to, to show me that I was worth so much more than, than you know, uh, whether this one rejected me or not, whether this one accepted me or not. I was much more than if I followed these rules that he had put giftings in me, mm-hmm. that he had made me rebellious for a reason. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't to rebel against him, but it was to rebel against the things of the world, Amen. to be able to re- rebel against the kingdom of darkness and and when I realized these things, you know, when I had learned to fall in love with God and not, you know, 
not serve him because I was afraid of going to hell, mm -hmm. but to serve him because I didn't want to hurt him anymore because I loved him because I'm in love with him. When I learned that, and I, I, I realized that, that I, you know, because I'm in love with him, I don't want to hurt him. So I'm trying to live the life that he has left for me to live, that he purposed me to live. Yeah. That's a whole 360 in, in my mindset. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I got invited <laughs> to church mm -hmm. by my sister. And, uh, you know, I, I kept saying no. And finally, the day came that, uh, you know, I guess God had it planned. And I thought I was being slick. And I, t I asked my sister, hey, do they have girls there? <laughs> <laughs> Player, player, and um, my sister, yeah, hey, hey, I'm gonna keep my my sister said, yeah, they they have girls there, and you know, you're probably like this one, you're probably like this one, and I said, oh, I'm in there, you know, I'm in there, so I went in there, and I, you know, made sure I was all pretty boyed up and fixed up, and I went in there, and I went, you know, with no type of respect, I'm here kicking it to the girls, talking and picking up phone numbers. Little did I know that I was gonna encounter Christ like I never had before. Yes. So I, I walk into that church, I do all that, and then uh, the pastor comes up to me. And the pastor is hugging me. Now, he's hugging a dude that came from, you know, the streets and, you know, this macho and, and you, you, don't, you don't show weakness. He's right. hugging me, and I got my hands to my side, and, I, you know, I said to the man, you know, what are you doing? And he tells me, oh, God showed me you a long time ago. I saw you in a vision, and I've been praying for you. Mm -hmm. So I laugh at him and I tell him in Spanish, you crazy old man, yeah. told him viejo loco. And, uh, you know, and I had no respect. I had no respect. I had such bad experiences previously mm -hmm. from getting thrown out of churches, from, you know, being a former youth leader to getting abandoned by youth pastors and all these other things that I had no respect. So I sat down and I'm making fun of people the whole service. And, uh, you know, I, I told, kept telling my sister, my mom, you know, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And, you know, I knew everything. Mm -hmm. So finally, the pastor starts preaching. And uh, as he's preaching, he's under this heavy, heavy, ridiculous anointing. Mm. And the man is talking about my life. And this man had never met me. Yeah. So he's talking about my whole life. And as he's talking, I look at my mom and my sister. I said, did you guys talk to him about me? And they said, no. My mom, it was the first time she met him. And this, it was like my sister's second or third time visiting the church. Wow. So this man, it was, you know, nothing but the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that had told him about me. And I'm struggling. I'm, I'm there fighting and I'm trying to put the front like, nah, you know, I'm, I'm too much of a, of, of a thug. I'm too much of, of a, a OG to, to, to be serving God. Yeah. And, um, you know, he does an altar call and I'm standing up and I'm crying, something that I hadn't done since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm crying and I'm bawling and I'm bawling and I'm walking to the altar and I get to the altar and, the ignorance that I had on me was that as I get to the altar and I'm ready to give my life back to the Lord, I told the Lord, I'm going to give you one chance. I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm putting <laughs> conditions on God, which, wow, you know, wow. now in my ignorance, I see, I'm going to give you one chance. And if you don't change my heart, if you don't transform my heart, if you don't do something with what I feel inside that I can no longer take, I'm going to be worse than the devil on this earth. Hmm. That was the challenge in my ignorance that I had given God. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, it's been many years, many years, and I have failed God. But God has lived up to his part of the bargain. Amen. He has transformed my heart. He has restored my heart. He has 
done so many beautiful things in my life that I am not, you know, I, I shouldn't have. Yeah. I shouldn't have just with his salvation enough. His gift of salvation was enough. And he's restored ministries. He's restored, restored gifts. Like I told you, gave me family. Mm-hmm. Restored relationships with my dad. And, and just done so many beautiful things that, that I could just testify of for hours. And uh, you know, as I grew up in the projects, as I was growing up, I, I got jumped. I should have been dead. I got jumped by 15 guys. Wow. And they beat the... <laughs> The God out of me. Um, I, I, um, I got shot at. I got, you know, so many different things. I put myself in situations. I used to be the one that they used to send out and say, hey, go hit this one. We got your back. Mm. And because I had no fear, I went and I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, got myself into so much problem, so much beef. And, and uh, you know, God was really having his hand on me. And I'm sure at times God was like, you know, you really testing my patience, son. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he, he did so much to just, you know, keep me in, in his, his mercy, his purpose, his, 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 his place in, in, in my life, you know, yeah. thankfully was never wavering. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he, he, he showed me that I made you a rebel. Mm-hmm. I didn't want you to fit in. I wanted you this way. I wanted you to be a troublemaker. You just used it the wrong ways <laughs> yeah. before. Now that you're plugged into me, the source, then you're going to serve the purpose why you were created. You're going to learn why you were created and you're going to walk in me. And all these things that are in you are going to manifest because they're for my glory and my purpose to reach my people, to reach those that came out from where you came out from yeah. and to be able to do these different things and, uh, you know, I was a former member of the worship team and played the drums. And I remember when uh, I met my wife, I had told her all these things. And I said, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do any, any of these things anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll, um, you know, I'll go to church and I'll sit in one of the pews in the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm not telling anyone about any of these things. And I didn't have to tell anyone. Holy Spirit spoke. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the little by little things started coming out. And, uh, you know, I was able to, to minister, was able to start doing music. And, and, um, it's been amazing. It's been amazing that things that I thought were dormant and dead, you know, God not only gave it to me, but gave it back to me tenfold. Amen. Amen. And what, what's so awesome about your testimony is that, you know, you, you were like determined. I ain't, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing this. <laughs> Kicking and scratching. I ain't doing this. And God yes, was just yes. looking at you like, okay. That's what you think. <laughs> it's going to happen. And there are people that actually did. believe that, you know, they know that God is calling them. They know that, right. that, that God is, is, is pricking their heart saying, come to me, come to me. I'm here. Yes. I'm waiting. And yet they just going to be like, oh, I ain't hearing that. I ain't trying to hear that. I want to live my yeah. life. I, one of my yeah. one of my fr- my famous lines when I was younger, I was like, I I'm still young. I gotta have fun, you know. When I get older, then that's when I'll decide I'm gonna go ahead and give my life to Christ. Really? No. There is somebody out here right now that is listening to this message, and they are being rebellious. They know the yeah. right thing to do. They know <laughs> that they need God in their life. The, and God has. Yeah 
well known to them over and over and over again, but you want to continue to be rebellious. But I'm telling you right now, this is your time right now. Yes. Amen. To give your life to Christ, to, to give it all to him. And, and, and it's going to be a little strange and I'm not even going to lie and say that it's going to be even easy when you go to the other side. And that's what people <laughs> understand. It ain't gonna be easy because now you on the opposite th- on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. It's not butterflies and roses while you run in the field singing Hello. rainbow songs. Right, right. <laughs> you know something I used to tell my 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 mom. She would tell me, uh, you know, why don't you come back to church? And I used to tell my mom, I'd rather be in the chains of the world than the chains of the church. Wow. Because at least I get to enjoy myself. And something that hit me, my father doesn't serve the Lord, but in Jesus' name, I know he will. He tells me one day when they had taken me back to Puerto Rico because I I had short-term memory loss from the seizures. The seizures were so many in such a little bit of time that the doctor said it was like if someone took a bat and hit me over the head a bunch of times. uh, my, my, My whole brain should have been fried. So my dad, as, as we're driving in his car in Puerto Rico, he's messing with the radio and tells me, uh, oh, listen to this, this radio station. It's Christian. Mm-hmm. And I said, Pops, I don't want to listen to that corny stuff, man. Change it. <laughs> you know, and he puts on a, a Christian reggaeton song. And the song is called La Vida Que Nace De Muerte, The Life That's Born From Death. Okay. And as I'm hearing it, it's me. It's me the guy is talking about. And I'm just wow. captivated. And even though in my heart, my stubbornness, I didn't want to hear it, mm-hmm. I couldn't change it. Yeah. And my dad is like, oh, I see you like this song. So he takes me to a Christian bookstore and, um, in the town and, and buys me the CD. Wow. And, and I didn't want to hear it again because it's Christian. It wasn't what I wanted to hear about, you know, disrespecting women and doing this and giving in to the desires of the flesh. Yeah. But I kept the CD. And um, because of that CD, when people tell me that certain genres of music aren't of God, I tell them, man, you don't know what you're talking about. I gave my life to the Lord because of a Christian reggaeton song, something that supposedly they say is of the devil or the flesh or Mm -hmm. of of that sort of stuff. Because of that, because of the lyrics and the anointing behind that, I gave my life back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, you know, God used man that is not serving the Lord to call me back you know, to call me back to repentance. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm super grateful for my dad to uh, being obedient without even knowing it to the Lord mm-hmm. and being used as an instrument for that. And, and those that are rebellious, man, I tell you, there is no better thing, especially in your youth, than to serve the Lord. There's no better freedom than to be in the Lord yes. because you don't have to worry about a hangover. You don't have to worry about the the fuzz or the cops, you know, what you're doing is wrong and you're going to get caught and, and you're going to get locked up. You don't have to worry about your parents. Yo, what, what is he doing? What is, you know, I'm, I'm stressed out because I don't know what my kid is doing. Mm-hmm. When you have that freedom and your parent knows, hey, my son is in the church. My daughter's in the church. Yeah. Or they're doing a church activity or they're doing something to uplift and they know that God has you covered and protected. Man, there's no greater freedom. There's so much fun in, in the things of the Lord because it's something pure is what we were meant to do. And we can have fun. We can laugh. We can joke. We can, you know, do things way better than what those that are not serving the Lord are doing yes. while honoring God and everything that we're doing. So 
if God is calling you, if God is, is tugging at your heart, man, I tell you to give him that chance. Mm-hmm. Give him that chance. And I'm not talking about a religious experience, a building. I'm talking about giving God the chance to come into your heart. And I guarantee you that when you have that true encounter with Jesus Christ, your life will never be the same. And it's like Sister Althea said, yeah. it's not about everything is going to be easy and perfect after that. It's not. Yeah. But you are never alone. And there wow. is always an answer for what you're going through. And when you're going through things, when you look back, you're going to say, man, God, I understand what you wanted to do is develop these things within me. Mm-hmm. When you ask God for patience, he doesn't just drop it on you. He puts situations so that you can learn to develop it. Yes. So you can learn, you know, this is what patience is. This is how I have patience. This is how I look to God to give me these things. Mm-hmm. So that you learn that your sustenance, that your everything comes from Christ. Amen. It's not from you. So, you know, I, I, it's, been, it's been a journey, sis. I, I, I won't lie. And, yeah. you know, I continue learning. Uh, thank God that God doesn't look at all the times that I fell. He just picks me up and looks at that last time I got up. Amen. You know, and, and still says, hey, you're covered by my blood. And tells the father, look at my son. Mm-hmm. You know, look at my son. And, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for every day that I wake up and my wife is on my side and, yeah. you know, I can look into the rooms and the kids are there, even if they got a mess in the house. <laughs> oh, well, you know. You know, <laughs> there's, there's kids that, you know, there's parents that, that have lost their children. Right. You know, there's, there's spouses that have lost their husband or wife and wish for just one more minute of having them around. So I'm grateful. I've learned to, to be content within those things and, and God is faithful. Yes, God is indeed. faithful. He's opening doors. I mean, even now in this season, God has just changed my season and it was something that I didn't want to do, but God said, Hey, this is what I'm asking you to do. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm learning to be obedient and I was obedient. And as that happened, doors that I never believed. And I actually was talking to my, with my wife earlier about this, that something that I thought of as a younger Christian is actually happening now. That was something of a, Oh, could you imagine if this happens? Mm-hmm. It's actually happening in reality now. That's awesome. And I'm just in awe of how God is so good Amen. to me, despite of me. Amen. Amen. And so you are a Christian rapper, and I have one of your songs that I'm going to be playing after this recording. It's called Torn Rendition. Give me a right, little right. backstory on that, on that song right there. So that, that song was written as I, I reflected back on, you know, a part of a, a time of my life where it, it was kind of sitting on the fence. Either I, I give my life to God or either I don't. Mm-hmm. Either I, I follow Christ or I don't. Either I give up on these things or I don't because I'm feeling these two things. I'm trying to walk right, but I feel like I'm just going left. I feel like I'm being pulled in two directions and I'm about to break. So it came to that point of, of seeing, you know, of changing my focus of, instead of seeing the mountain ahead of me, seeing that when that mountain, when I told it to move away or to be thrown into the sea, that there was treasure under that. There was a pearl. There was the greatness that God had there. But because I was so focused on the mountain, I never saw the greatness that God had in store. All I was focused on was the problem, the burden, the, the, the thing that was stopping me. So this song came from a, a time of brokenness and, and being torn and, and trying to ask God, you know, help me. 
because yeah. I don't know which way to go. I want to go. I want to go, like you said, from what from the dark side to the right side. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know where to start. And again, my thoughts at the time of serving the Lord was, was, uh, you know, more of regulations and, and doctrines and that sort of stuff. I didn't know about freedom in Christ. Amen. I didn't know that there was freedom in becoming a, a, a servant of Christ, a slave of Christ. So in, in learning those things, um, you know, my whole mindset changed and, and continues to change. I, I still have a whole lot to learn. So this song came from there and I was able to uh, have a young lady uh, from Florida, uh, Stormy Myers, and that's actually her real name. Okay. <laughs> uh, Stormy Myers, um, you know, helped me on the track as well as uh, a Dom uh, from Florida to do some uh, uh, background vocals as well. So it, it came from that time, uh, you know, I, I had an experience even as serving the Lord and, and um, uh, you know, being in, in his walk, you know, we still go through things like you mentioned earlier. So there was a time that I, I was experiencing a lot of stuff and I say, God, but I'm serving you. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm everything that I do is for you. Why are you allowing these things? I feel like, you know, you're instead of blessing me, you're cursing me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I play like that. I'm, I keep it yeah. real with God because he knows my heart anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to exactly. fake it and say, you know, do one of these fake Pharisee prayers. No, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Let him know, hey, God, this is how I'm going to trust you. But this is how my heart is feeling. But I recognize I don't walk a walk of feelings. I walk a walk of faith. Amen. But Amen. I, I, I learned that, you know, while I was going through those things, I was broken. And God was letting me know, hey, there's some things that are, you know, not of me that are in you. Yeah. And I got to remove it. And it's painful. It's painful. Mm-hmm. But you're going to see that when your foundation is fully in me and you're built in me and all these things are removed, it's going to be a whole different thing, a whole different person. And your heart is going to be transformed. And I'm grateful for that experience. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm grateful for it. All right. So and uh, um, you know he's he's mm-hmm. I'm sorry no, no, he's, okay. he's allowed me to to do the uh you know the, the hip hop but I've also done reggaeton and and um you know uh, um just uh, so Spanglish or Spanish and English and and okay. um you know it's it's um it's fun <laughs> it's fun and um something that that uh you know as my wife sometimes asks me my kids when you get up you know to do something and minister don't you get nervous. And I tell them, you know, honestly, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Led by and, the Holy Spirit, right? I tell yeah. them, you know what? I feel, I feel like when I'm in God's presence, like I'm home, yeah. and and I don't feel any discomfort at all. I said, you want to know when when I feel uncomfortable, God starts telling me to speak something into someone's life while I'm up there, and I don't know them from a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, but I don't know them the Holy Spirit continues putting the message into me and I have to, you know, stop what I'm doing and say, this is what the Lord says for me to tell you. Yeah. And when I see that person get touched and, and their lives transform and they're broken down, it's like, yeah. okay, God, I, I see what you're doing. My bad. Right, right, right. right. I was overthinking it just a little bit. There, yeah. but I'm back. You know, okay. and then I, I tell God what happened was, you know, right, right. <laughs> I, um, I, I, you know, I I'm, I feel at home because I'm I'm in my, I'm in my father's house. Yes. I'm in my father's will, so why wouldn't I feel comfortable at home? You know, and, and I know when I'm out there, it's not me. Yeah. It's all him. 
Exactly. You know, it's all him. Any gift that I have is because of him. Any words that I have is because of him. It all comes from him. So I'm just giving it back to him for his glory and, and to be used for his glory. All right. All right. So how can people reach you? Well, I'm on uh, Facebook uh, under Christ Rebel. Um, I'm also on Instagram under Christ Rebel. Um, I'm on Twitter under Christ Rebel and Snapchat, which I don't use a lot. Mm-hmm. under Christ Rebel. Um, and, uh, you know, they can reach me there or my email is ChristRebel, the number seven, at gmail.com. Um, you know, if you want me to come minister, I don't mind, you know, sharing my testimony or yes. sharing the word of, that God has given me for, you know, that specific time or that specific place and the music as well. And something about me is, um, you know, I'm, I'm the type that if it's for the kingdom, then I'm mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Um, as, as I get asked to minister sometimes and, you know, if there's <clears throat> a time available, I'll, I'll ask if I can bring other people with me, you okay. know, because it's not about just me, myself or, or what I'm doing, but it's about the kingdom. That's yeah. my focus. And I want to expand the kingdom and, uh, you know, and I'll do that. I'll, I'll ask if, if they say, yeah, it's okay. I'll bring someone else and, uh, you know, and share what God is doing in our lives and, impact the community and and i i really want to see you know i'm tired of the grave being the richest place on earth yeah and what i mean by that is it's there's too many dreams there's too many gifts there's too many callings and anointing that are going down in the grave without being used mm-hmm. and they've made the graves the richest place in the world and it's time for us as a people of god as his children that we rise up and we stop letting the enemy take the things and laugh in our face and act like we can't take it back when it's not even his. When God has given us the victory, he has given us the authority, he has given us the power. So there is no reason why we shouldn't go back and take what the enemy believes. Mm-hmm. Not that he has stolen, but he believes that he has stolen that. Right, right. And we have to go as his army, as, as his representatives, or like it says in Jeremiah fifty-one twenty, that we are his war club. Mm-hmm. That he will destroy nations, he will destroy kingdoms, he will destroy the kingdom of darkness with us. So, if that's who we are and that's what God has put in us, why are we not functioning in that? Why are we not doing that? And you know, I I love going into the prisons, I love going into the streets or wherever. I'll I'll preach to someone in Target. It doesn't matter. Whenever he tell you to go, just go and do. Yeah, that's I do drive by ministry. Learned. Yeah, exactly. You got to do a drive-by. It's going to be a drive. I'm driving by over here. Oh, wait a minute. Stop by so-and-so and and check on it. Pick up a phone now and then. Just say, hey, I'm calling to check on you. Everything good? You good? Okay, we're good. Do I need to pray for you? And one of the things that people really need to understand, and I'm going to make this quick because I didn't realize the time is going by so fast. I apologize. Oh, no, no. It's not. mm -mm. This had to be heard. And see the right. it, the way that the enemy does. He tries to you know make it like um, it was going to be a missed opportunity, but no, this was a divine appointment for real. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So Amen. what happens is though I want people to understand that when you when somebody says, "Let me speak to the believers or true believers in Jesus Christ," if somebody comes up to you and they say, "You know, oh, I'm going through so and so and so," and and can you pray for me? Don't just make it a cliche like, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna keep you in prayer. Or where they say <laughs> that, oh, you know, 
I'm praying for you, but you ain't picked up no phone. You ain't saying, mm -hmm. even if you just type it on Facebook, Come on. you need to start praying for real. When yeah. somebody says pray, pray right then and there. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am, an, I am an, a product of answered prayer. So mm. I, I know that. And, and something, church, let's, let's wake up. Let's use the gifts that God has put yes. in the young people and the young adults and all of us. I'll, I'll go play ball with mm -hmm. a bunch of the, the, the kids in the street that maybe other people will be scared of going to. Yeah. And as I'm praying before I go, I'm playing, I pray. Mm -hmm. And I say, God, please, you let me be an issue. And I'm playing, I'm cracking jokes, and they, they're killing me. They're killing me in basketball because, of course, they're a lot younger, and, and they, you know, their skills are a lot better than me. Mm -hmm. But we'll sit there and we'll talk. And because the anointing is there that breaks every yoke, these yeah. kids will start talking. And when that door opens, that's when I'm able to minister to them and let them know this is why you feel this with me. This is why you're asking me these questions because yeah. of who I am, with, who I have within me. Because greater is he who is, me, who is in me than he that is in the world. Yeah. And I'm able to minister. I didn't need a pulpit. I didn't need a church. I didn't need right. all of these things. While I'm there sweating, smelling, <laughs> playing <laughs> basketball, I'm able to, to minister. Right. And that's what we are called to do. We are called yeah. to be the church of the, the the scripture tells us to go and preach mm -hmm. the gospel. Go Amen. you. So we need to be able to go out and, and get out of the confines of the four walls and the comfort of the church pews. Hey. I'm, I'm a preach. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, that's good. That's good. And, and we're going to leave it right there. I'm going to have to bring you back. I'm going to have to bring you back. <laughs> no, I, would, I gladly would do that. I'll be it's, humbled. It's a dumb, it's a done deal for real. So I <laughs> thank went, you went. so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, I got all your information. It will be shared. And I want you guys to follow him. You need to get that word from him. And I also need you to check out his music as well. I'll be playing his song, Torn Rendition, at the end of the show. You guys have an awesome night. Be safe on the weekend. God bless. God bless everyone. I love you guys in the name of Jesus Christ. Constant is my deviation, feeling like I don't belong. Alienation, striving to bring life to bloodlines. Animation, chastise our feet as a spiritual incarceration. Depicting mission and scattered memory flashes. Realizing my purpose is burning, I'm just ashes. Feeling myself becoming systematically drained. A terror shape, being solely sustained. Direction seeking the streets of calamity. Subtract you, divided by me. Redemption ready at my dispensation. But change stays stuck on living in my stagnation. Head past my present, thinking that I'm making history. Confusion, desperation, tearing up inside of me Splitting with gravity, pulling me apart Trying to elevate this poisonous heart Regardless of finale, we'll have to surrender Can this agony be returned to sender? Free my flesh, your battle trip wire Heaven and hell got me caught in the crossfire
intoxication, so this apartment's a lesson. Shadow lasts around verbal attacks, heart sensing. Striving to be alive while many throw dark shade. Rain falls, fake facade phase. Struggling, do I give up or do I give in? Surrender to my purpose, all the monster within. Have to feel like a shadow, void and hollow. Insanity, the same path I choose to follow. My way or Yahweh is a dilemma to me. Or do I do when I'm sleeping with the enemy? This audition, final cut, I ain't making it. Realize all my life I'm lip syncing, just faking it. I'm a lost compass, lacking a sense of direction. Ignoring urgency of my need and navigation. Spirit's worn, life is torn. Genesis revelation to be reborn. Temptation in my mind to rewind. Swearing voice of man, I'm doing just fine. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration's Feel Good Friday Music Edition. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in being featured as a musical guest on Wove Inspiration, send me an email to woveinspiration at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Wove Inspiration. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the show. I hope you have an awesome night, awesome weekend. Be safe. Let's go.